Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. In today's episode, we are going to break down the Angels 6-1 win on Wednesday and their series sweep against the Kansas City Royals, their first three-game sweep of the season. So we're going to dive into this game as a whole, some of the individual performances, and just talk about the fact that the Angels are kind of back in the mix right now. And then at the very end, I feel like I do need to address the foreign substance sticky stuff issue that's going on in the majors right now. So I will touch on that at the very end. But before we get into the episode, as usual, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BMAGS94. You can find the podcast at Locked on Angels, my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Thursday. Hope you are doing well and enjoying the Angels playing some good baseball. This has definitely been a pleasant surprise. I will be the first to admit that there were times where I was feeling a little bit pessimistic about where the Angels were at. I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but it's definitely been nice to see them playing some really good baseball recently. So as mentioned at the top, we're going to talk about this specific game, the series, their upcoming series against the worst team in the majors right now. And then at the very end, I do want to pivot to, uh, I've got some thoughts on the sticky stuff issue that's going on in the majors right now. So uh, before we do get into this, uh, as usual, Friday is going to be our mailbag. So if you have any questions you want to send over, you can tweet them at me or if you'd like to email me at brentjmaguire94 at gmail.com, you can do so as well. So let's get into this game. And I kind of liked the setup that we had for yesterday's episode, kind of just going through the game as a whole and then talking about some of the individual performances throughout the episode. So let's get started. This game had a weird start because Griffin Canning had a really tough first inning, could not locate any of his pitches, loaded the bases, and if you go look at his pitch chart from that first inning, I mean, everything was all over the place. Somehow did not allow a run to score in that inning, And then after that, Griffin Canning, for the next five and two-thirds innings, pitched a hell of a game. Uh, Jumping a little ahead here, but he tossed six and two-thirds innings for the Angels, five hits, one run allowed, six strikeouts, and two walks. He had 17 swinging strikes. That was the best mark by any pitcher in the major leagues on Wednesday. So definitely a big performance from him. The slider looked a lot better than it has in some recent outings, especially last outing. I mean, the last outing, his off-speed and uh, breaking balls were really just not looking good. He had those working on Wednesday's outing, and the Angels could definitely use more of this more often from Griffin Canning. So really a 
strong performance from him and just a continuation of some good starting pitching performances from the Angels as of late. I mean, they've done a really, really good job over the last few weeks. So the Angels get on the board in the third inning. Anthony Rendon doubles home two runs. Uh, this inning was really started by Justin Upton, who had a uh, a walk to extend the inning. Shohei Otani had a base hit, and then Anthony Rendon drove them both in. So Rendon is not having a good season. That's not uh, uh, a surprise to anybody listening to this. He is slowly but surely turning it around a little bit. I do have to wonder if maybe that the injuries that he dealt with at the beginning of the year are playing into this a little bit. So I am curious to see if he turns it on because it's crazy. The Angels are doing all of this without Mike Trout and with a not very good Anthony Rendon getting a lot of playing time. So if he starts turning it around, this Angels lineup could look a lot better. So the very next inning, Griffin Canning allows a run. It's a two to one game. Fast forward to the sixth inning. Jose Iglesias doubles home a run to make it 3-1 to one Angels. And then Keen Wong drives home two runs with a single. He's done a decent job of filling in recently. He's been playing some right field, has made some really good plays, which is quite impressive given the fact that he had one start in right field coming into this series against the Royals. He robbed a home run on Tuesday's outing. He had a nice play on Wednesday's game, so definitely... Cool to see him pitching in. And then, as we mentioned before, Griffin Canning ended up going six and two-thirds. The bullpen comes in, does a good job. Mike Myers, relying a little bit more on that slider, came in one and a third innings, one strikeout, did not allow a single base runner. So he is definitely starting to turn it around a little bit, especially since that almost disastrous outing against the Mariners last week. And then Rice Iglesias came in, shuts down, the game walked two batters, which is not something we have seen in quite some time. I was actually doing some digging at the end of the game. He walked a batter for the first time in a month. He went 11 innings uh, without a single walk, struck out 19 batters in that time. He's been pitching some awesome baseball. I know the first taste of Rysel Iglesias in Anaheim was not great. He definitely struggled out of the gate. So I think there was some like very instant negativity around him. But he has been pitching really, really well for a majority of this season. So he's been a big addition for the Angels. And I think you feel pretty confident when he's coming in at the end of the game. So yeah, really, really good pitching performance from uh, the Angels. One run allowed, eight strikeouts, four walks. So they have definitely turned it around quite well over the past few weeks. And the offense did its thing again after hitting five home runs on Tuesday's game, they scored six runs in this game. They did not need any home runs in this game, so it was cool to see them uh, score these runs without necessarily relying on the home run ball. And it's really interesting to see that this lineup is getting it done the way they are right now. Justin Upton, over the past month or so, has been playing some really good baseball. I mean, you look at his numbers right now. He's got an 813 OPS. His Slugging percentage and weighted runs created plus are the best since the 2017 season and the second best over the past six or seven years. He is having a strong season for the Angels. Obviously, Shohei Otani is having an incredible year. I think we have pretty much well established that. 
But even up and down the lineup, Jared Walsh is going to get some serious all-star game consideration. He's got a 916 OPS right now. Max Stassi is absolutely crushing baseball since he came back from the injured list. Over the past four games, he's got uh, he's reached base multiple times. He's had an extra base hit in each of those four games. He is doing a phenomenal job both offensively and defensively, and I don't think it could be overstated how important of a player he's been for the Angels. Even guys like Taylor Ward, we talked about it in yesterday's episode. Taylor Ward has outproduced Anthony Rendon this year. Maybe that's not the highest bar to clear given what has gone on, but it's kind of a testament to where Taylor Ward is at right now and what he's done over the past few seasons. Jose Iglesias had uh, two hits and a walk in this game. Yes, he has. Maybe he hasn't been the greatest addition, but he's also been mostly fine for the most part. Uh, so this was a nice game from him. David Fletcher had a an off game. That was uh, a rarity based on what he's done recently. He's definitely picked it up a little bit after a really, really just a bad start to the season. But yeah, I mean, as a whole, this was a very good game for the Angels. Much like the game before, they did everything well. They played some good defense. They got really good pitching. They got some good offensive performances. So this team is playing quite well. And as we mentioned at the top, they're about to play the worst team in the majors in the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we're going to dive into all of that and kind of do a brief preview of that series. We're going to take our first break of this episode. When we get back, we are going to talk briefly about the upcoming series against the Arizona Diamondbacks and kind of how well the Angels have been playing recently and what that means for this series. And then we're going to finish off the episode talking about the foreign substance issue that's going on in the major leagues right now. It's obviously the most talked about thing happening right now. But before we do so, let me tell you about Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero. This is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control in winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on to sign up for free right now and you can get three times back on your first play again that's stathero.com slash locked on chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require membership or account login. So make sure to go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or your truck. Just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com. So let's get back into an Angels discussion before we transition over to some of the foreign substance stuff that's going on right now. So the Angels are playing good baseball. They just swept the Royals in their first three-game sweep of the season. 
that's almost hard to believe, but at the same time, it makes sense given the inconsistencies of this season. So it is definitely a good thing to see this happening. The Angels need to win some of these winnable games before the schedule picks back up again. And that kind of leads me into our next discussion, and that's the Angels are winning some of these games right now that they need to win. You look at the last 16 games for the Angels as the schedule has kind of eased up a little bit. They've gone 11-5 and in their last 16 games. If you look at their uh, the records so of their 11-5, and they've outscored their opponents 88-62. to In that same time, or it sh- I should say coming into Wednesday's game over the past two weeks or so, the Angels had a top five offense by weighted runs created plus and runs scored and a top five pitching staff by both ERA and field independent pitching. I'm aware that this is a smaller sample, but it helps explain why the Angels have done so well recently. And it's really interesting to think about that in the context of the Angels. That's been without Mike Trout. They've done this without him. And really the only way for the Angels to make it back into competition this year to play some competitive baseball throughout the year is to really hold the fort down until Mike Trout comes back. Well, they've kind of done that at this point. There's still a lot of time left. Things can drastically change in the next month or so whenever Mike Trout does end up coming back, but they're kind of doing what they need to do right now. They're 30 and 32. They're going to play the worst team in baseball in the major leagues right now in the Arizona Diamondbacks. That team has really struggled to get anything going, and that is a disaster of a team right now. This is a chance for the Angels. If they go out and they can sweep the Diamondbacks or even take this series, they are putting themselves in a pretty good position. I think it's worth reminding you of their schedule coming up and why winning more and more of these games is so important right now. So after this series against the Diamondbacks, they are heading out on the road. They're going to face the Oakland A's next week. And then they've got a homestand against uh, the Detroit Tigers for four games and then two games against the Giants. The Giants are one of the best teams in the majors this year. And then after that, you got a road trip against the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. So things are definitely going to get tough coming up. So winning these games right now are really, really important. Because, again, these are some bad baseball teams that the Angels are playing. So taking advantage of that is definitely a big deal. I don't know if I necessarily have too much of a preview for the Diamondback series other than the pitching matchups. We've got Shohei Otani on the mound on Friday against Merrill Kelly. Alex Cobb going on Saturday. Not sure who's going for the Diamondbacks as of yet. And then Patrick Sandoval on Sunday. Uh, again, these are away games in National League ballpark, so Shohei Otani will not be able to DH, so it's going to be interesting to see what the approach is. Joe Madden has said that they're not planning on using him in the outfield, so they might have to get creative and kind of utilize him as a pinch hitter in some really important spots for the Angels. So now... I want to finish off this episode diving into something, I guess you could say it's Angels related to some extent, but this is really more of an overall baseball thing. If you're listening to this, you're probably well aware of everything going on with the foreign substance issue in the game right now, the sticky stuff, pitchers 
utilizing foreign substances to get a better grip, to get better pitches, more movements, better spin rates, all that kind of stuff. If you're not super familiar with it, I can kind of briefly sum it up in the best way possible. Pitchers, and really more or less all baseball players and athletes, to be honest with you, are always looking for that competitive edge. As long as baseball has been around, there's always been some form of cheating or pushing the boundaries on what is deemed acceptable or ethical within the game. So this is not some new trend that just started. What has changed is the type of substances being used. There is a lot of good work out there by people like Eno Saris at The Athletic and several other people who have kind of looked at what do these types of substances, what do they do for a pitcher? And the main conclusion is they help a pitcher out in some pretty beneficial ways. They boost spin rate. That leads to more movement. That makes it harder to hit. It's pretty straightforward. So I believe that Major League Baseball should be trying to crack down on this. I don't think that it's a good thing that we're seeing such a pitching-dominant league right now, especially with the lack of home runs this year with the new baseball. We are seeing a really like a historically low offensive performance when you're looking at batting average, strikeouts, all of that kind of stuff. So I have no problem with Major League Baseball saying, hey, we got to crack down on this. We want to do something about it. Here's where my issue comes with it. And this is really my biggest gripe with Major League Baseball and the way that they always operate. This is not a new trend for them. They are an incredibly reactive league. Rather than being proactive, looking at issues, trying to do something about it, they let things continue to linger, fester, and manifest into things that are much worse. This is very reminiscent of the steroid era. They knew about the steroids. The commissioner of baseball at the time, Bud Selig, knew about steroids, but he knew that it was doing some good things for specific players within the game and was helping players get a competitive advantage. But rather than do something about it, it ended up being one of the most controversial aspects, not just in baseball history, but in sports history. Same thing can be said for the Houston Astros scandal. We love to ridicule the Astros, and maybe they deserve a lot of that. But a lot of other teams were doing the same thing. The only reason it became such a big issue was because of the circumstances of the issue and the fact that Major League Baseball allowed it all to happen and continue to get worse. We're seeing the same thing happen. It has been well known that pitchers have been utilizing more and more and more substances. And quite frankly, I was okay with the usage just because I was of the belief that, hey, every pitcher is doing it. If every pitcher is doing it, then what is, what's the big deal about it? The problem that we're seeing now is with the change in the baseball, which is solely Major League Baseball's responsibility and the uptick in substance use, we're seeing these offensive levels reach a historic low. That's a problem. Things need to be changed, and I have no problem with that. My issue is with Major League Baseball deflecting blame from all this and putting it on individual players. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have probably seen the really incredibly uncomfortable interview by Garrett Cole the other day where they basically asked him point blank, are you using substances? He had a long-winded answer 
trying to dance around it, but essentially he said yes. And my complaint about all this is it's going to paint players and pitchers in a negative light when, quite frankly, Major League Baseball is the one responsible for it happening in the first place. To be perfectly clear, pitchers are not innocent from all this. They are the ones participating in it. But there was a lot of incentive for them to do so. It helps you out. It can help you with your performance. That leads to better pay. And if Major League Baseball was essentially letting it happen and not doing anything about it, you would be crazy to not think about trying to utilize that. It's the same thing from the steroid era. If everybody else was using it, you're at a severe disadvantage if you're not trying to get that competitive edge. So for me, I'm not faulting the players as much in this scenario because, again, based on everything that we're hearing, upwards of 75% of pitchers, and that might be a conservative estimate, are utilizing some form of foreign substances. So I know everybody wants to hate on Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer. These are like the main culprits in this case. But there's a good chance that your favorite pitcher on your favorite team is probably utilizing something. Again, I don't really have an issue with them using it. I also don't have an issue with Major League Baseball making the decision to say, we're going to crack down on this. My issue is the way they've handled all of this, much like they handle everything. They're trying to deflect blame. We're not seeing any accountability from Rob Manfred and many other uh, executives within the game. We're seeing a very clear PR spin that's saying, oh, well, you know, the players are the ones that are doing it. We're going to we're going to penalize individual players, even though we allowed it to all happen. And I think my final point on this, just to wrap all of this up, is it's coming at a very convenient time for Major League Baseball. It is not a coincidence that this is all happening in the way that it's happening in the final year of the collective bargaining agreement. Major League Baseball knows exactly what they're doing. They're trying to paint uh, these specific pitchers as cheaters. They're trying to head into the offseason where there might be more public support for the owners in Major League Baseball rather than the pitchers after another big scandal. So there's, there's some very clear intent with what's going on in here. And again, I want to be perfectly clear. I think Major League Baseball should do something about it now. I don't have any gripes about that. I think Major League Baseball as a whole right now has a problem. When you change the baseballs and pitchers are utilizing substances the way they are, we are seeing a very different form of baseball that, quite frankly, is just not entertaining for a lot of different people. So I have no problem with trying to fix that. My biggest issue with the entire thing is Major League Baseball's handling of it and just the utter lack of accountability as a whole. We're going to take our final break of this episode, but first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. So make sure to head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's finish off this episode. I know we just went, or like I should say, I just went on a rant about Major League Baseball, their handling of the 
foreign substance stuff. I yeah, again, it not this is not a binary thing. The players are definitely at fault to some extent, but I do think that this is Major League Baseball's mess and once again, they have not handled it well. And that is a long-standing tradition for Major League Baseball. They tend to not handle pretty much everything well. So, definitely not a great look for the league as a whole right now. But switching back over to the Angels because I do want to end this on a positive note. The Angels are playing some really good baseball right now. 30 and 32. They're about to play the worst team in the major leagues. This is another big opportunity for them to make some progress. Again, they just need to kind of stick around until Mike Trout comes back. If they can do that, if they can sit around 500, get the best player in baseball back, go into the trade deadline, maybe with some momentum, maybe they go out and make a move. Who knows what's going to happen? Again, I have said this time and time again. I, as an Angels fan, am very cynical at times and just kind of expect things to be the worst case scenario. But I'm also very well aware of the talent on this team. And if they can just get things to click for one season, this could be a very good baseball team. And I'm, I've am i always been a firm believer in that. So I Still have some of that optimism there. Obviously, there is a little cynicism that is always going to be there. But yeah, the Angels are playing some good baseball right now. So definitely uh, a big series coming up. A chance to get themselves over 500. Last thing before we get out of here. Once again, if you want to send in a question for the mailbag on Friday, you can tweet at me or you can email me. So that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there. We will talk some Angels baseball on Friday.